Our scripture this morning comes from Isaiah chapter 1, verses 11 through 13, and then verse 17. Hear the word of the Lord. The multitude of your sacrifices, what are they to me, says the Lord? I have more than enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened animals. I have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to appear before me, who has asked you, asked this of you, this trampling of my courts? Stop bringing meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. New moons, Sabbaths, and convocations, I cannot bear your worthless assemblies. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Gracious Lord, we thank you for your word, and we thank you that now we can come and sit with it, that we can hear it again in our, in our hearts and our minds. And by your Holy Spirit, will you make a way that it would press deep within us so that it could not easily be taken from us, but that we would remember, hear, learn, even be challenged and convicted by your word this day. And now, gracious Lord, will you take these simple words of mine and turn them from water into wine? Because, Lord, we do know, trust, believe that you will take even the simplest of things and work them out for miracles among us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So here we are on this walk. We're beginning our third week, which means we're, if you're reading the book or following along in our study, we're beginning in the third chapter of the book. And we have taken time already to think of and, and to, to consider how our time together in worship is a powerful thing. And that as we come together in worship, giving thanks and praise to our God we bring honor and glory to him as we give him thanks. And then we continue it out in our own lives, offering those, those simple times of prayer that lead us to that further recognition of who God is through our everyday lives. We've talked about the significance and the importance of Scripture and how, how together we can learn and study and encourage and challenge one another in knowing God's Word and, and living according to the voice of God. And, and then we've also talked of how good it is that each one of us can just take a few moments every day reading some Scripture, knowing and learning more, the voice of our God, the voice of our Good Shepherd, the power of that in our lives. So this morning, I'd like to talk with us about serving. How we as a, a body and how we as individuals can make change, actual change in our community, in our lives, and watch as it trickles throughout to be able to see how God's love and kindness can make significant changes. This scripture this morning, it's calling us out. It's placing a challenge before us. 
Because as we've just talked of worship and prayer, of study and and the importance of scripture, it's also warning us. We need to be weary that we're not allowing the act of worship, allowing our dedicated time, allowing ourselves to to check some boxes, to cross things off a to-do list, that we're not allowing this to become something that we, we do because it's what we think God expects of us. But instead, we would recognize that that our offerings, that our time is worth more than just the action of it. That everything we do is to be honoring God. So as we come to worship, it's, it's not just so we can say we were in church, but it's to very, very authentically and truthfully bring ourselves humbly before God and worship Him, honor Him, thanking him, recognizing who God is, his greatness, his power, his might, his goodness. That in everything of our day and of our lives and of our weeks, this is the time where we're saying collectively, even in the midst of our life, our God is good and worthy of our praise. And then we also need to be sure that we're paying attention to what it is we're actually studying and learning to to the words in scripture that we are claiming to know. Because if we claim to know these words of scripture, then we will heed this warning that our worship would not be empty, that our worship would not be void, but that our worship would be so God-honoring that we would also recognize that, that even with all of our worship, even with all of our time in prayer, even with all of our time in scripture, we still are lacking if that's where we stop. Because all of that should continue and propel us as we know God's love, as we recognize his goodness, it should propel us. And verse 17 is the clincher there. That we would do right, that we would seek justice, that we would defend the oppressed, take up the cause of the fatherless, and plead the case of the widow. And in our day and age, I'm going to say, and the widower. Because... Friends, if we stop with worship and prayer and study, then all we're doing is staying right here with what's comfortable and easy, right here. Then we're just patting ourselves on the back and saying, good job, good job for being a part of of actively making those parts of your life. But if that's all the farther we've gone, then, then Isaiah is saying, no, you're missing it. You're not quite there yet, because if that's all the farther we go, then we're not really understanding what we're being called to. We're not really understanding what God's love is really all about, because it's not only for us. It's not only about how we can come to worship. It's not only about how we come to prayer and how we come to God's word. It's about seeing and knowing the goodness of our God, the great love of our God, and watching how it causes us to love 
others, causing us to then care for others, causing us to hear that voice of God, that nudge of the Lord that says, go beyond. I need you to do something now. Don't just sit with yourself and feel proud, but do something with it. And as we do something with this love of God that we know because of Christ Jesus, the ripple effects of kindness, they begin to show the great love of God beyond ourselves. So many who are in need. John Wesley talks about three simple rules. And if you're not sure who John Wesley is, he's the guy who, who uh, we pin the founding of Methodism upon. And John Wesley, he had these three simple rules. He said, do no harm, do good, and stay in love with God. Stay in love with God. And right there is, is right there in the middle that we would do good, that we would offer kindness, that we would share our kindness, that we would share God's love with people, that we would see and see their needs, offer a hand, offer a prayer, be present in people's lives. We need to serve, to sit with one another, rejoice with one another, to offer ourselves. Something I've noticed over the last couple of weeks just kind of has popped up in conversation throughout our, our study time and even conversations with, with folks outside of our small groups. You know, there's something about recognizing and giving ourselves over to some stillness and some quiet. Because there's a lot going on around us. And we have habits of, of having music playing or having the TV on all the time or, or having our phones or something with us at all times or, or we have to stay busy, right? We can't sit still and do nothing. We're always moving. We're always going. We need something to occupy our minds. And in doing so, some of us, oh, most, well, all of us, we're preventing the very voice of God from hitting our ears, from touching our hearts. Because in our activity, we're not taking time to listen. And if we're honest, it's, it's uncomfortable to be still and quiet. It's not easy to do that, to just be still, to just sit and and, and watch the sunset or to watch the rain as it's falling without the distraction of anything else. But it's in those moments that we really know and learn and understand the voice of God and the heart of God and, and that we're, we're nudged even more to do those things that show the very love of God to people around us. I want to share the verses from 1 John chapter 4, beginning at verse 7. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. 
This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is why, this is why we're able to serve and care for others because this love has been made real for us. This love has been made real through Jesus Christ in our lives. And so for us to know God means that we know love. We know what it is then to be able to offer that kindness and that love to the world. So what if we just took just a couple opportunities throughout the week to just show a little kindness, just a couple little things, right? Maybe you smile at someone. Isn't it incredible how one smile offer, brings another smile? I mean, most of the time, right? The last couple of weeks, I've, I've been walking a little bit more, not every day, but a little bit more to work. And uh, it's amazing to me how as I'm walking and somebody comes driving by, I can just lift my head because I don't want to get hit, but I can lift my head. I can put a smile on my face. And as I look to the person in the car, if they turn to me and see my smile, I see it on their face as well. It's simple, right? It's just a smile. But a smile even can bring strength to our body. What if when you went to the grocery store, as you were getting out of your car, the person next to you was just finishing unloading the cart? And so instead of watching that person as you both moved in the same direction, instead of watching them walk to put that cart back, what if you just offered to take it? I'm going that way. Do you want, why don't I take your cart for you? You don't have to worry about it. I mean, unless you're an Aldi and they really want their quarter back, but... Maybe you just have your quarter ready to offer to them, right? That's the Aldi way. But just a simple offer to be able to take a cart can put a smile on somebody's face, can maybe save them even two minutes because you don't know what that hurried mom is anxious about at that moment. And maybe it just gave her an extra time to take a deep breath. What if, what if you said, you know what, I don't know who's in the car behind me in the drive-thru, but I'm going to pay for what they have. Take the chance. Maybe it's a coffee. Maybe it's meals for six people. But, but what if God nudged you and just said, pay for the person behind you because all of a sudden that person will have a smile on their face, be grateful that they didn't have to shell out a dollar something for your coffee, right, if you were at McDonald's. Or maybe it's more. Maybe it communicates that, that their prayers have been heard and that they're not alone and that their struggle is seen. What would it mean if we just did a simple act of kindness, like offering a ride to a friend who lives nearby? You're going to the same place. Why not ride together? A few extra moments is a beautiful thing to have with a friend. 
Not because you have to, but because you can. Because you get to. What if you would bring someone a meal? Or invite someone over for a meal? And we used to just show up at people's houses. Hey, I was driving by, just thought I'd say hello. But we don't do that these days. So what if you took that extra time because you know you're making a meatloaf for dinner and you're probably going to have some leftovers. So instead of thinking about how you're going to pack up those leftovers and when you're going to eat them throughout the week, what if you just offered to invite somebody to join you for meatloaf? And you might still have some leftovers, maybe not as much as you would have otherwise, but you are making it anyways. And here all of a sudden that act of kindness and a meal shared Right? Just like a smile, it just, it just strengthens the body. Gives the heart and the mind courage and hope. We're not alone. We're in this together. But we can go beyond that, can't we? Because while simple things we can do on our own, when we come together to join with one another in acts of kindness, in acts of service and love, oh, then we're really moving, right? You're already bringing food donations in for the Easter baskets and families receive that. And we actually did a little survey in the, in, at Thanksgiving just asking if people really appreciated like getting a whole bag of flour. Is that something you really want, a whole bag of flour? They said, yes, we're so grateful for all of it. For all of it. That was the unanimous response. And so, so we collect this food and we pack it. And, and listen, if you want to help a little more, then stay after church on, on April 2nd. Be, nope, 3rd. Is that the 3rd? Sunday, April 3rd. Thank you. Stay after church on the 3rd. And then help with us, help us to sort through some things making sure the tables are set up and we sort out everything so that the next day they can start packing. But as we come together, we can do great things. Maybe you're just passing the candy because it's Lent and so you're not trying to eat the candy, but you're passing the candy and then you remember, oh yeah, Mandy Gilberti, she could really use some candy for those Easter eggs for that Easter egg hunt on the second, Right? So bring a bag of candy, put it in the bin. She's worked hard getting those eggs ready. She, we want to make sure they're all filled. Because not only that, but then those kids, when they see all those colored eggs out on that lawn, whoa, they are going to be over the moon excited about everything that's placed before them. Or maybe even just want to volunteer with our children's ministry. Because, look, I get that Sunday school might feel like a, a hard commitment. Though some of you might have that calling. Just saying. So volunteer to help out with the Easter egg hunt. Or volunteer to help out with the, with the Christmas town. Or, or volunteer to just be present for Mandy. Do you know what joy it would give Mandy if you called her or emailed her this week and said, I would just like to help you. If you need help with something, just let me know. Holy smokes, what does that do for somebody when they know there are people who are willing, who are ready are willing to serve, to care for our kids. Do it too with the, with the 5K. Everybody signed up for the 5K? Are you ready? You're running? You're walking? I can do two blocks. That's it. 
I am not a runner and I am not a long distance walker, but we don't have to be to be able to show that we care about our youth. So show up for the 5K on the 9th. You don't need to walk. You don't need to run. Maybe offer a hand if anybody is needing something or say to those who have been organizing it, thank you for continuing to make sure that this happens so that our youth have some support and encouragement in making sure they get to youth retreats and and camps because these are important formative years in their lives and in their faith. Just be there. Offer that encouragement and that kindness. And then I have to say something about so many blessings. Because yesterday, yeah, yesterday I was at the craft show over at Blackhawk. And you know, the women who are part of so many blessings, they'd let you come and help them. They really would. Maybe you're not a sewer, but maybe you can use scissors to cut out a pattern. Maybe you like, like I mean, some of us like to iron. I don't know. Maybe you like to iron. They'd let you do it. Maybe you're good at pinning or tying tags on and rolling and whatever it might be because, you know, they don't just make stockings and and pillowcases for our military. They have so many things that they make and create. It's incredible. But there's a purpose for what they do. They don't just do it because they enjoy doing it. They do enjoy it. But they do it so that what they raise, that money, it goes to missions beyond what what our church already does. Go and be a part of that. Be a part of doing and loving and caring even more. Because they're doing something for people whose faces they may never see. And yet that kindness is known and felt. The love is received. And here's another thing, and this is something that even our youngest kids can do on Sunday, May 15th. Make sure it's on your calendar and that you know you're planning to come to help out with Rise Against Hunger. We'll be right over there at the CLC right after this service. We're going to be packing meals. We're going to take a bag. We're going to pour some rice into it, put some dehydrated vegetables into it, put these protein and vitamin packets into it and seal it up and make sure that it is available to go to people all over the world, some within our own country who don't have access to that type of nutrition. So let's do something together. But then maybe you're like, well, you know what, though? When you read that verse out of Isaiah and, and Pastor Ty, you said those words. To seek justice and defend the oppressed and take up the cause of the fatherless and plead the case of the widow and the widower. And you're like, my passion is really for, for those elderly within our community. Then make sure you're helping out with Meals on Wheels or, or find, find Tracy Wayman with it area agency on aging and and see how you can invest some time into the lives of those folks in our community. Or maybe you give a call to Adoption Connection and see how you might be able to help support families and children of, of foster care and adoption. Maybe you need to get a hold of Tiger Paws or or donate with more food to the Family Matters Food Bank. Or there are so many agencies within our community Find one, find one that 
that fits your passion. Or you know what? Maybe you're looking and you're like, I don't see any agency meeting a need. Well, then let's pray about it together. Then let's start talking about it because you never know how God can work. You never know how this thought that you had might become an incredible ministry in the life of our church, in the life of our community. You never know the effect it will have if we'll just listen to the nudge of God. Let me tell you a little bit about nudges. This uh, Friday evening, my husband and I went to dinner with a friend. And as we were walking to our table, following along behind the hostess, I were walking, we're walking, and as I'm passing this table, this woman's sweater fell off her chair, and I thought, I should pick that up. Oh, no, I should pick that up. And I had to turn myself around and walk those steps back. But I picked her sweater up off the ground, and I put it on her chair. And, of course, she noticed that somebody was a little too close in her personal space. So she turns around, and she said, oh, thank you. But it was a little nudge to not leave it there. I mean, of course, it was nice that she wasn't going to trip on it, and I helped pick it up. But, but it's beyond that. It's not about just making sure somebody was safe, but it's about making sure some, offering somebody the recognition that, that someone cared, right? That we care for one another, that we're showing this kindness. And maybe it might have even communicated something to her that she wouldn't have been able to speak or chosen to speak aloud that could say something like, wow, someone actually cared. Someone actually cared. Because I don't know what she's going through, or I don't know who she was sitting with at the table or what's happening in her home. But when we do, even those simple little things, it can mean the world to someone. So think about it. What if, what if this week we just did five little simple acts of kindness? Just five. If you did that every week for the next year, you would have ended up accumulating 260 acts of kindness. That's pretty cool, right? Now, what if, what if every one of us who has been in worship this weekend, here in person and online, what if every one of us, I, I'm guessing because we've been really, we've been hovering around 250. So let's just go with that. A nice even number. What if that was 250 of us? And each one of us did five acts of kindness every week for the next year. Do you want to know how many that would be? 65,000 acts of kindness. That's pretty cool. That's like, that's like change making, right? Because when you've got five, you're thinking, well, that's okay. I mean, somebody might recognize that. But when you think of how all of us together can, can activate that much kindness, and courage within our community. Think of how that affects our school. Think of the, how that affects our workplace. Think of how that affects those who, who we see every day in and out of stores, on the ball field. Those acts of kindness begin to make a change. I'll tell you 
some of the best places to watch for those acts of kindness too. Somebody thought that I was offering an act of kindness here this morning. Little Luke back there. Luke, he's going to be sick soon. In Sunday school, they receive tokens. And it says, kindness coins, you made me smile. And in a little conversation I had with Luke less than 45 minutes ago, he said, here, I want you to have well, you know what that did? I put a smile on my face. That warmed my heart. That made me feel pretty good. I, friends, I, did, I had a conversation with a six-year-old. That is not hard. That wasn't some huge amount of time. We're not asking for hours of our lives, blood, sweat, and tears. We're asking for simple kindness because simple kindness makes a difference in people's lives. And the reason that we know it is because of the love of God through Christ Jesus, our Lord. So let us not take a moment for granted, but give every moment in honor and glory to our God. Will you pray with me? Gracious Lord, we thank you for the way you love us, for the way you love each and every one of us, but also, Lord, for the way you call us to care, to offer kindness and love, because that love cannot be still, but that love needs to move. That love needs to be a part of change in the world, making others know and understand and see the love that is there for them as well. So push us and nudge us and call us out of, our, out of ourselves so that we can see you in the world around us. We offer all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen.